Welcome to Perfectly Paranormal, Episode 21. My name's Anna Schmidt, and I'm here every week to share with you true paranormal encounters and information about devils, demons, and dark energy beings that no one else talks about. And today we're looking at part two of paranormal addiction, as I've been asked to give more detail by many people, including Edmund, who lives in the UK. He shared that one of his family members is obsessed with the paranormal and he's curious for more information to help him identify if there's paranormal addiction present. And we're also going to be looking at a true experience about Georgie, who exhibited classic signs of paranormal addiction to the extreme. We'll then explore in depth the addiction signs and symptoms, which I've witnessed through my own personal experiences and also seen in others who have this extreme detrimental craving for paranormal knowledge. Now, before we start, you'll find part one of What is Paranormal Addiction in episode 19. And you may wish to visit that episode first before delving into the following information. Also, before we start, I'd like to reiterate that I am not a medical professional and I am purely sharing the following information from my own personal observations that I've gathered over the last 20 years or so. Now let's get into Georgie's experience, which I have called Lost in the Paranormal World. Now, paranormal addiction is fascinating, and Georgie's story is an interesting one. Georgie was so lost in her supernatural fantasy world that she wasn't living in reality. She couldn't acknowledge the positive changes that I'd created through energetically clearing herself and her home. And on another level, recognising the differences would have created new problems in her life, such as Who am I without paranormal drama? Now let's backtrack here. Georgie and I chatted through an online platform, which is my usual approach for meeting clients for the first time. She said that she had seen her doctor and her mental health professional, and to no avail, they did not help her in the way that she needed. Now I quite often will just sit back and observe people as they share their paranormal stories or their observations about what's happening in their home. And I observed Georgie very closely as we spoke. And from her body language, her kind of distant facial expressions and her extremely detailed, dramatic descriptions of her paranormal experiences, I could tell straight away that she had some level of paranormal fascination, or more likely, paranormal addiction. But I had no idea to what extent until later on. Now, Georgie expressed how she had been from healer to healer to healer, each time telling her story in a very detailed, dramatic way. But no one cared or seemed to help her 
or so she said. So I agreed to do my best to assist her, firstly with doing a personal energy clearing and then doing a full house clearing. Now, I followed my usual protocols to the letter and I spent many, many extra hours checking and rechecking her continual clearing requests that nothing had changed within herself or in her home. Now, this is where it gets, this is where you'll see how paranormal addiction can present itself. Firstly, through that detailed example that I talked about, but also Georgie emailed me over 40 times in one week with constant complaints about the demons still in her house and how they were annoying her in bed, moving her blankets and zapping her through the electrical sockets in the walls of her home. Now, I gently continued to reaffirm that there were no longer any paranormal beings in her home from my professional house-clearing perspective. But I did continue to check her home once a week for a month, and it was simply as clean as a whistle. I found... No paranormal presence. I found no energetic imprints that the paranormal beings feed off. Because simply, as I keep saying through this whole podcast, if there's no emotional energy imprints or trauma imprints in a home, then the paranormal beings aren't going to stay. Because they're only interested where there is a food source. Now, Georgie didn't listen. The constant emails continued and she requested for multiple online chat calls. That's another sign. People that continuously want to reiterate their story over and over again. And quite often they go right back to the very first thing that they told you and they just outlay the whole story again. It's like this fantasy that they are trapped in some kind of loop. And it makes me wonder what they're getting out of it, what it is mentally or emotionally that they're needing from telling these stories. So with Georgie, I explained that it would be beneficial for her mentally, emotionally and physically to find a new focus, such as taking up a hobby, getting outside, visiting friends and doing uplifting activities to retrain her mind's focus away from the paranormal. And I also strongly recommended that she seek medical help again because there was something there within Georgie that needed attention. I even spoke to her mum through one of the Zoom calls. I requested that there be a parent present because Georgie lived at home and as I'm talking to her mum, I can see her nodding. And like she's, she's seen what is going on, but she doesn't know what to do about it. And her mother and I agreed that she didn't find anything in the house. Her mum lives in the house with her daughter and her father and two brothers. None of the other people in that home were picking up on any of these signs and symptoms that Georgie was experiencing. It was purely happening in her head. For whatever reason, mentally or emotionally, she needed to have this fixation on the paranormal to express herself. 
So with medical and mental health care, she should be able to improve her outlook on life and find a focus that is going to keep her away from her paranormal triggers. Now, I didn't answer any more of Georgie's emails after we had this last Zoom call with Georgie and her mum being present, as I'd already given them plenty of suggestions on how that she could improve her well-being long term. But after 10 more emails, which I did not answer, she finally stopped messaging me. I do sincerely hope that Georgie has received the medical help that she needed to live a more balanced, fulfilling life and that she's now moved away from her destructive, paranormal addiction. Now let's look in depth at paranormal addiction and the signs and symptoms to be aware of in yourself or those around you that may signify that attention is needed. Now, I've broken the information down into two sections. So firstly, we're going to look at the possible signs of paranormal addiction. And then we'll look at possible symptoms that can identify some level of paranormal addiction. Now, we all love watching the occasional spooky movie or a paranormal investigation video or going on a ghost tour. That is totally normal to be curious about the paranormal world around us. But when the exciting adrenaline rush wears off for some people, they're feeling left deflated. And quite often they can keep looking for the next level of paranormal fix that they need. So if some of the following signs or symptoms begin to occur on a more regular basis and start to possibly take over your personal and family life or affecting your work or your working relationships start to suffer big time, then you may have what I call a severe paranormal problem that is going to need medical intervention. So let's look at some of the signs of paranormal addiction, which may include, but are not limited to, all night or day and night binge watching of ghost movies, online documentaries or paranormal investigations to get that adrenaline high or that rush that you need as a constant feeling. Now I understand this because... I am a paranormal addict. I talk about it all the time to give people some sort of perspective, but I channel it through my work. And this is how I can educate people about how you feel when you've got a paranormal addiction. So I get what I call an extreme paranormal high when I'm doing my house clearing work because I am so focused on doing the energy clearing in homes My energy gets very elevated and I get quite hyperactive. Some people experience, not talking about anything else except for paranormal experiences. Even when other people change the subject, you manage to get it back around to talking about paranormal content or you ignore the other people and just continue on with the ghost talk, even if they're not interested in hearing about it. Some people experience neglecting all home 
family or work routines or duties so that you can continue your paranormal binge experiences or your researching or whatever it is that you're doing that gives you your paranormal fix. Some people choosing to withdraw and isolate yourself from others so people can't see your addiction or because you're feeling paranoid or guilty about their possible judgment of your actions. Spending all your time with other paranormally addicted people, whether it be online in forums, chat rooms, or even in person when you go on the ghost tours, or you may do some exploring in abandoned buildings, or you're just sitting around talking about paranormal happenings. Now, I know a lot about this because I am a confessed paranormal addict. I get on an extreme high when I get triggered by watching paranormal movies, which I try to avoid, but occasionally I fall into old habits. And I know that that night I'm not going to be able to sleep well, is that my mind is like simply running full pelt, you know, like a freight train. And it can take me about four hours to settle my energy again and to be able to rebalance myself. Now, here are some of the possible mental, emotional and behavioural symptoms of paranormal addiction, which may include, but are not limited to, experiencing a marked increase in the mind and bodily responses to watching or reading paranormal stimuli, such as experiencing a high where you feel somewhat disconnected from reality. Some people experience rapid breathing or heart rate increases or palpitations, excessive paranoid thinking, which can induce extreme sweating, trembling or rocking. Some people feel extremely dizzy or they have an extreme loss of focus. Some people even get to the stage where they're sitting in a corner rocking and they're just manically mumbling to themselves and their families are just lost as to how to help them. Sometimes people can have extreme feelings of being watched or thinking that you're seeing spirits or dark apparitions everywhere you go during the day or night and that they're possibly out to get you. Some people experience unexplainable behavioural changes. They seem paranoid and they're expressing themselves in extreme verbal, emotional or physical ways, even having massive outbursts when other people can't see what you think, see or feel is around you. Some people have classic addiction changes that are present, such as personality changes, irrational behaviours, neglecting relationships, lying to friends and families about their whereabouts and their activities, or feeling alienated from their regular daily interactions with family or work colleagues because you believe that no one will understand what your needs are. Some people experience extreme changes in their sleep patterns or they experience nightmares, night terrors, hallucinations 
feelings of dread or impending doom or fear of being alone. And the mind can play tricks, making you think that there are lower vibrational beings that you have seen in movies. They're just simply roaming around your house or they're lurking in corners or in the wardrobe or under your bed, waiting to hurt you when you drift off to sleep. This is something that I've experienced in the past when I used to watch paranormal movies, is that I'd go to bed. If something had triggered me in that movie, I'd go to bed and I would think about it. It would be in my mind constantly all night. And I used to find that I'd wake up and I'd see that person at the end of my bed or I'd feel that pull on the blanket. But there's actually nothing happening. It's all in the mind, but it can seem very real. Now, sometimes the family have to get involved. Now, I'm talking intervention here because paranormal addicts are just like any other person who has an addiction. They are going to have strong expressions of denial. They're not going to tell you that they've got a paranormal addiction. This is just their life and how they want to live it. This is when there needs to be someone else that steps in family member, a group of family members to get that person off to seek medical and mental health care. Now you're going to find these three examples of extreme addiction behaviours quite interesting. They reach into the realms of dangerous, like seriously these are in the dangerous end of the paranormal addiction scale. Now some paranormal addicts want to level up their experiences. The movies don't do it for them anymore. The reading doesn't do it. The paranormal investigations don't do it. They're just not getting the fix they need. So they decide to join occult or satanic groups who invoke dark or demonic beings for detrimental purposes. Now, the people might not join because they want to get involved in what others are doing, as in invoking dark beings to be sent out into the environment. And believe me, people do do that. Some people join these groups because they just need something else. They need that level up of people who have more understanding. I need another perspective. This behavior is extremely dangerous because these people are really vulnerable. And when they join these groups, they don't know what they're getting themselves into and they don't know what the expectations of the other group members are for your participation in the group activities and their intentions. And once these paranormal beings are present, they're often drawn to vulnerable people in these groups and they can enter the person's energy field or follow them home, and then they start to cause all sorts of problems. Number two is an experience that I will never forget. I had a client back in 2022 who told me that she tried to bleed herself to get rid of demons. Now, she didn't read this in an old book from medieval times. She was told this by a shaman or a healer that she'd found online. Now, not only did she put herself in physical harm's way, but mentally and emotionally, she was heightening her expectations that this was going to fix her problem, when in fact it was just making the whole problem worse. 
Now, number three is a lady who had a very strong level of paranormal addiction mixed in with other issues. And she was told that if she threw herself in a freezing cold river in the middle of winter, that she could expel the demons from her body. Luckily for her, there were two people walking their dog that day and they found her face down at the edge of the river. Now she was very quickly whisked off to hospital in an ambulance with hypothermia. But then after she recovered, she spent some time in the psych ward to receive much needed mental health care. Now I must say that not everyone who watches spooky movies, reads haunted stories, participates in ghost tours or paranormal events or investigations is going to develop a paranormal addiction. It is something within a person that is triggered by paranormal interest. I can say this from my own perspective. I've always been fascinated by the paranormal. And I know now that I can't watch the movies, can't watch the investigations because the paranormal beings come to me because of the work I do. So I have to limit my level of paranormal interest to within my personal energy clearing work I do for clients, that I do for their homes, that I do for their pets, properties, and the land that people build their houses on. I have to be very, very focused on how I focus my paranormal addiction. And as I understand myself and my paranormal addiction, that's not going to be the same as everybody else's paranormal addiction. We're all different. We all have our own level of mental and emotional vulnerability. But I do find it challenging to help people who tell me they want change, but on other levels within themselves, don't actually want change at all. Or they aren't mentally or emotionally strong enough to instigate that change. It's only when they are willing to recognize it that mental health is needed and that it can be implemented so that they have positive changes happening in their lives. Now, talking about your paranormal problem with the family and a doctor and a therapist, there's nothing to be ashamed of. This is why I talk about it all the time. Paranormal addiction is, I'm not saying it's similar to other addictions, but it is just something that is triggered within certain people. Some people have a sugar addiction. Some people have an alcohol addiction. Some people have a drug addiction. Paranormal addiction seriously gives you a big high. And for some people, that is what they want to live on, on a constant basis. So it's really important to talk about your problem. Get somebody to listen to you. If your family and friends aren't believing you, see a doctor, see a therapist. Once you make a breakthrough, the person can then substitute these old habits with new directions, such as participating in fulfilling hobbies, you know, getting a job, having a more vibrant social life, and focusing on family, friends, and work. People with paranormal addictions really have to put themselves in trigger free situations. It is really essential for their mental, emotional, and physical health. So, in episode 22, we are looking at 
how homes have history. Now, we're not talking about the physical kind of history. We have a question from Betty who asks, what is house healing? So I'm going to talk about how homes develop energetic history and what you can do about it. So thank you for joining me today. And don't forget, if you want to share your paranormal experiences or you've got a question, email me at spiritualbeing44 at gmail.com. And for information on paranormal house clearing, you can visit my website. The address is in the description box. And I look forward to sharing this spooky space again with you next week. And remember, life is perfectly paranormal.